Hello and welcome to the Claret Coaching Podcast. I am your host, Evan Parker, and today we have special guest on, Margaret Duckworth from Burnley or the Burnley area. I don't, don't know where you would class yourself as being from that neck of the woods. So <laughs> without further ado, Mags, take the floor. Tell us a little bit more about yourself. Hello, hope you're well. Um, well, basically, as you said, I'm from the local area. Um, myself, uh, we have three gyms. So we have two in Colm, so local to Burnley. Then our third one's in Skipton, so we jumped the border for that one. Um, basically, I started off in gyms from leaving school. Uh, on a, If you're old enough to remember, the YTS schemes at 16. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I went in, uh, to working in a gym then, straight from school. And then, as time progressed, basically, we um, by the time, I'm trying to think, hold on, when we got the first one, we took over the first one about 16 years ago. And then another one in the local area was um, basically needed, needed assistance, needed assistance. And it was in our interest, really, to... to to keep the comb people together. So we got that one as well. And that's about 12 years ago. Then at seven or eight years ago, we went to look at some premises and we started our third one over there about seven years ago. So, and obviously we're closed at the minute. <laughs> obviously, this in the future again, we need to mention the uh, the reason why she's closed is just to the, due to the global, uh, the global pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, to own one gym is an absolutely amazing feat, but to have three, what what made you want to sort of franchise yourself? Are they franchise or are they different names? No, they're all they're all flying under the same banner. Um, it's not something we actually set out to do. Like I say, we got the first one, and when another gym in the area was struggling and potentially would be closing. Uh, they contacted us and wanted to know if we wanted to do anything. Um, so with we had a meeting, had a look round, shook hands, and then within the week, we reopened that under a different banner. But that's when the hard work started, because then the whole place needed uh, a refurb, let's say. So we had to then kind of put our stamp on that gym. So we had to improve all the equipment, um, out with the old and in with the new really and really upgrade it to make it into a much more functional training place a more bodybuilding platform for them that wanted that kind of training as well um basically a lot of work went into that second one to change it over and a, and a learning curve as well to take when you're taking over somebody else's mistakes it's a little bit trickier than just starting from your own fresh start uh, which fortunately in Skipton, when we did a third gym, it was a complete fresh start over there. So the gym started just on our footing. Yeah, it's not necessarily something we set out to do, but that's where we're at now. So yeah, they take a lot of running. Absolutely, absolutely. So why 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 Intershape? Where did the name come from? Uh, Intershape's been around. Oh gosh, that'll have been around forty years. Right. So already, so when we we took over into shape, um, that's where the original name was. So we the first gym was into shape. So, um, where that name or was already in existence. So, and it were a great yeah. little gym with a great little reputation. So 
we didn't see any need to fix something that weren't really broken. So we just kept the name, refurbed the gym and turned it into ours, really. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, uh, yeah. So is there anything that you'd say that, like, you would feel that Intershape has a niche with as a gym? Um, we've, we're a really, really, I think if you spoke to our gym members, they'd vouch for this. We are a big community-based gym. Um, I think most people in Colm at some point in their life have walked into Intershape. Um, we have a lot of Intershape gym hoodies knocking about. Um, and then going into Skipton was a little bit different because obviously we were um, n- new to over there and uh, we had to kind of earn his way over there. But um, now that's as, as, as great a little community as we have in Cone as well. And we blend. We do blend. So, that's really good. Yeah, Does your, um, the, membership, the membership takes you to all three sites, so you can use any of the gyms. Right. So it's nice to – sometimes it's nice to go out your area to have a workout, isn't it? You know, yeah, definitely. Do you, do you share your staff? Yeah, and just have a little bit of a change, isn't it? And all the gyms, whilst they have a similar theme running through them, there's also bits of different kit in each gym. So you yeah. might find something you like at Skipton that maybe in one of the Kong gyms, there'll be something similar to make sure that they're you know they're all well-rounded gyms. But everyone prefers everyone prefers one. They all, everyone has their own little favourite, and then they jot around the others. So it's a great yeah. way to train. A great way to train. You you can't have everything you need at your fingertips that's a good Definitely. thing about all three <laughs> well it's fantastic to hear that all three branches are doing really well and obviously during the pandemic now you, you are currently closed but yeah. when, when you are up and running like you say the community will all uh, flood back in because everybody will be in dire need to get back into it yeah we hope so i mean after the after we were closed like yourselves for the first um lockdown so we were, obviously we're all closed a full obviously the whole country we're a full four months and to be honest uh, uh, when we reopened that on that saturday we, you know we heavily staffed the gyms and because i thought gosh everyone you know everyone's going to be rushing to get back and with all the social distancing that uh needed to be in place i was thinking there's going to be queues <laughs> but to be honest it's you know there's still slow burners on reopening because people are still uh I don't know. People, yeah, some people are fearful. And other people, unfortunately, what we're seeing, which is just, you know, it's heartbreaking, they've got out the habit of working out. And it's going to take a long time to get people back into that habit. Because you know what it's like. You only need to go on holiday. And you've lost that motivation to work out. So when people have had their gyms closed for four months, they really, really are out of them habitual behaviours. So... It takes a lot more to get people back into the gyms than just opening the doors, really, which is sad. It's sad. Yeah, I think it's, it's a really important. Sorry, I said that again. Definitely, it's a really important yeah. fact that to share for the listeners in the yeah. in the fact that, like you say, you go away on a two week holiday, and that first week back, it's not just a bit fearful; it's a bit daunting, and uh-huh. you know, your, your mindset's in still in chill mode. Yeah, yeah. And all and for people when they've been away from the gyms, obviously you have your time served gym goers and they're they're the minute the doors open, they're there, no problem. But there's a lot of people out there that all their old insecurities of 
um, why they weren't in the gym before, I've come back to them. All the daunting, like, say, thoughts of walking back into a gym, all of that's back there for them. So it really isn't as simple as opening the gym doors. You know, people are still, for many, many reasons, worried about coming back, not just the pandemic. It's all them old fears of body image, going to yeah. the gym, um, and stuff like that they might have tackled before and got their confidence. It's all gone now, and they've got to redo that whole process. So um, gym owners, personal trainers, and what have you, it's now our you know our job to step it up to make sure we're looking after these people so they feel like they can come back give them the um, community to bring them back into give them the premises that they feel safe in so it is its own as much as you th we think everyone's going to be kicking the doors in to come back it, it, it's really not happening as fast as that the fitness industry is really taking really taking a hit i feel for my pts my staff members my gym instructors um they're, you know, it's, it's their livelihood as well. And so when people aren't coming through the door, it's affecting them. So we're all working together to, um, to make sure everyone feels okay to come back to. It's really important that people feel um, not just safe with the pandemic, but safe in their own mental health to walk through them doors again. Because as you know, with working with private clients, it's a big deal for a lot of people, isn't it, to walk into a gym? It's Absolutely. not as simple as for us to do it. You know, we're just used to it. <laughs> That's it. From bottom. That's why it's easy for us. We're just used to it. But for somebody new, they're not. And then now when you're closed for a, a, a large amount of time, they feel new again. And it's a, you know, it's a worry. I worry for them as well because they, they're getting the cell all worked up and possibly not coming back into a gym for another six months because of the fear they've had before. So it's, there's a lot of work to getting everyone back into gyms, really. A lot of work. Absolutely. I felt that in between, um, I think it was lockdown two and three. I think we were only open for a month, if I um, recall it. We were only open a month before we shut again. Yes, that's true, yes. I mean, we, we, know, were, we were a bit of in a funny position because when Burnley and Pendle went into in December went into tier four or what or tier four changed it closed gyms, whatever it were. So Berlin Pendle gyms obviously Gitton just went into tier three from tier two. So that gym stayed open. <laughs> so it was awful because we had two gyms closed and one open and people wanting to cross boundaries to come to that gym. And then we were put in a position because we don't know where it lives and their postcodes or where they work. And we, you know, equally value and love all our members the same. But then there was the powers that be over in Craven District saying, you aren't allowed to let people cross borders into your gym. And I'm like, I can't police the borders, <laughs> you know. So it, it came. At the end of the day, in my personal opinion, it's mm. client discretion, right? Mm. Well, the, you know, I, I went and spoke to the police personally to say, look, um, you, you, we'll take your guidance. And they, you know, they were, I think, as confused with all as us because I have um, staff members there that don't live in Craven as well. So they're allowed to go to work. But then when I, we started asking about people that were, other people, we had gym members that worked in Skipton but lived in Barn Oswick. 
that was in tier four. And so then they were getting saying like, well, they can go to work, but they're not allowed to go to the sandwich shop in Skipton. They're just allowed to stay in work. And it got very confusing. <laughs> Um, so when a few days later all the gym closed in some ways it were easier in some ways because I just I felt awful trying to police the borders for them you know I, I didn't feel like it was our place to have to like I say police the borders if you will you know that that I think they, they, um, they were expected too much of us there so once that gym closed as well it was at the end of the day, for me, you're a gym owner. Mm. The police are there to do their job. Yeah. You're there to do yours. Yeah. You're I not said, there can, you for know, policing. I said, all we could do is ask everyone to sign in and explain to them your postcode determines gym use, and that's what they had to do. Um, and like I said, they, they, you know, the, the problem were that even the police and the people that worked at the police station were a little bit confused as well. So it's like... Confused yeah, to the fact that everybody anyway, seems to have the same postcode. Yeah, <laughs> it were only for a few days, thankfully. So, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so we, we is we'd only been open a month, haven't we? And then we they closed us again. Well, a bit less than a month, I think it were. So, yeah, uh, kind of getting. Just thinking about the um, the struggles. Um, I was thinking about this with with your staff who are also personal trainers. So they're not just gym instructors and stuff. <laughs> Not just your staff, for anybody listening to this as well that's either um, currently into the fitness industry or yeah. thinking about joining. So what, what struggles do you think that new personal trainers or existing ones are going to face coming back after lockdown? And what advice would you give them to try and build a business that was better than the one before? I think it's a tricky one. I think that um, I'm not going to be negative on it. Uh, I've seen a lot of spins on it and listening to people in the industry saying that it's going to be dead in the water for personal training to a degree and everything's going to go online and I, I, I think that's wrong I think that um, coming back initially will be a little bit taxing but I think if they get in, get work in the gym floor, that things will come back it's going to be hard at first till we get customers back, then once gym members come back, face to face work will be really really sought after and good good face-to-face -face pts will do well because once all this is said and done and we come out of it hopefully at the other end people are going to be sick of online stuff they're going to be sick of zooming sick of online uh workouts they people like people and people buy people they need to get back on the gym floor with their pts with that proper interaction that's when the magic happens so I, I believe, and I'm hoping, once everyone, we've got to get gym members back in the gym first, obviously, because there's no PT work for them without the members. So we need to, first of all, personal trainers and advise them is to start reaching out. So if they've had um, clients before, start reaching out to them now. Build your relationship back up with your clients now. And then when, the, when they're confident to come back into the gyms, they're good to go. Your gyms will be ready. For you. We'll be ready for you. It's just getting them gym members in and personal trainers. Keep up conversation with your clients. Keep them interested. Keep with them through that this journey. Keep supporting them and get them back on the gym floor. Get them off online work. Get them back on the gym floor. People buy people. They need to be in the gyms. They need to be. You know what it's like to work out. Going to the gyms, not just your workout. 
it's a it's a ritual it's what you do it's going to the gym it's getting ready to go to the gym it's getting your gym bag in the car it's turning up at the gym walking through smelling the gym seeing the faces you used to see in the gym it's all part of it Evan isn't it you know that it's all part Absolutely. of it. It's not just about just about that 45 minutes actual working out. It's everything that comes with it. So PTs need to keep remembering that now when they're worried about online work, taking all their work. Never forget people by people. Face to face will come bigger than ever after this pandemic because we'll have missed it so much. So tell them not to worry, but always, always be good. This is out there for the good PTs. Your gyms are ready for you. Get in, get the work done. Get on the gym floor. Make sure people know you're there. Um, speak to gym members. Speak to people on the gym floor. Make them feel confident and know that everything's all right. I think that when it, it's all about experience and people and connection when it comes to personal training. So if they want to be good going forward, pandemic and no pandemic, that's what they've got to work on, their interpersonal skills with their clients, as well as being good at their craft. And I think there's work there for, there's work there for them then. There's, there is. We, we'll be on the lookout. Absolutely for, agree. We're on the lookout for some good PTs at the minute. The ones that are absolutely agree because, and, you know, and they're absolutely amazing. But when our gyms are open with the amount of transformation work we do as well, um, they're always pushed to the limit. They're always full. So we're, we yeah. scout, scout and are always on the, on the lookout for good personal trainers, always. One thing that I always feel that personal trainers these days miss out on is people skills. That's, yeah, and like I say, people by people. Because a lot to do with training, what, you know, obviously it's about the training. Obviously you've got to have the knowledge there. Then once you've got them logistics, it's how do you apply that to your client? That's when it's... That's what makes that's the difference between a good PT and an average PT is how he gets his logistics over to his client or her client and that client reacts. That's when that's when it's good. Otherwise, you can have someone who's very knowledgeable, very knowledgeable on their training and nutrition and everything. But if they can't relay that to a client, that's what they're missing. So it's important, terribly important. Fantastic. And I think anyone listening to this, if you're um, looking for a job at the moment or you're thinking about getting involved in personal training and you don't know where to go, definitely find uh, Mags on uh, any We're social media handle. Yeah. So, Mags, what are your uh, Facebook and Instagram We're handles? In Shape Fitness on both. Absolutely brilliant. So get in touch with them, guys, uh, and see if they have any anything available when you are ready. And also, Max, moving on is, um, I believe, are you still uh, doing some forms of rehab, massage, stuff um, like that? The treatment side of it, we're still doing some treatment. Yeah, the sports massage side has to go on hold. They're not allowing that. But pain management uh, work, so the work that I do personally with clients uh, is still okay at the minute. Yeah. So that's done. Any clients, uh, it's... Basically, with that, it's, they've got to be in a relative state of pain um, and what have you. So that kind of thing. It's, we've got minimal clients still coming in for that at the minute. But the, the n normal sports massage that we'd run um, has had to be on hold, unfortunately, through um, lockdown. 
Yeah. Okay. And what sort of services do you I'll offer? I'll tell you, if anyone's listening, listening then, I'm looking for a good level three sports massage therapist. That's what I am looking for. Um, yeah. Go. So if anyone's out there listening, a good level three or a level three sports massage therapist that's prepared to get good. Because there's enough for training yeah. on that as well that are prepared to get good. Um, we have, with us having um, the three sites, we have treatment rooms in two of the sites. We have treatment rooms in Coleman, we have treatment rooms in Skipton. Um, we have, you know, over a thousand users of InShape, so there is definitely work for sports massage therapists. They've just, because the gym users, they've got to be relatively good <laughs> to, get, to get a lot of work. Yeah. So sometimes I've seen some come and go, um, but you, when it comes to being a personal trainer or a sports martial therapist, when you wanted to gain clients and gain their trust, you've got to you've got to put the effort in. So um, you, it's confidence it's, in your own skills. We do train. We train our PTs well, and we train our therapists well. So anyone who's so more, what I want them to, when I say the word good, I mean prepared to work, prepared to learn their craft and get good. That's what I mean more than be good. Prepared and want to get good at what they're doing. Because that just you'll fly. Because there's, there's plenty, there's plenty of people available. There's plenty of people that want the sports massage. There's plenty of people that want personal training. It's just about getting good at your crafting. Absolutely, and that's what I always say. I've said it to a couple of people on this podcast already. Is uh, I never understand why people see another gym or another PT or another sports therapist as competition. No. I'm like, with the amount of people in your area, living in your area alone, nobody is competition. I, I really don't understand that way of looking at something. If, if your main role is to help people, yeah. then you should look past the clients that you don't have and, and go towards the ones, that, especially the ones that you do, and also uh, look past the clients that the other PT has and look at the ones that aren't getting PT because there's always more people that aren't being personal trained than ones that are. They, what, they, what they do sometimes when people come up with that, or is, you know, is it they're coming up with excuses because they're com they're not confident enough to push forward themselves. So then they'll see other people as competition, and like I say, then they'll close down and not on on. Uh, it, it makes them bitter when they see other people as competition. It's futile. I work closely with a couple of local gyms to me, uh, with the gym owners. We, we work well together, a couple of gyms in Burnley, a gym in Barnolds. We, we work together. We don't work against each other at all. That's absolutely, yeah. I, that's absolutely insane. I've, I've, I have absolute confidence in InShape. I don't need to, um, you know, like to see other people's competition to keep our gyms striving well there is you don't need to sell yourself i always say to the uh when we take on apprentices or a new pt starting out when we're training them that and i just say get good don't get greedy get good before you get greedy so stop thinking you want that and you want her and you want her and you want her you know you get good first and they'll come to you that's you know get make a name for yourself get a transformation under your belt show us show us what you can do don't tell us how good you are. A lot of people like to leave a good verbal impression of themselves, don't they? Like, show, oh, yeah. me. Show, show me how good you are at this. I'll believe everything you show me rather than tell me. Yeah. So, yeah. Show me that you want to work 12 yeah. hours a day. Absolutely. And, no. and like I said, the work is there. People will buy people, will buy into people. But it's <clears throat> getting a little bit of confidence, smile on your face, 
and be like a sponge <laughs> for knowledge, yeah. <laughs> advice, take, you know. But yeah, and, and not seeing at the end of the day, it's true, is that because that that just breeds yeah. um, an element that's not cool. So that's bitterness, right? Yeah, you can't grow from that place. So it, it's it's a futile thing to do. And and instead of looking yeah. at people as your competition, they're better off looking. How can I be better by looking at them? I want to look at them and see if I can be as good as them or better than them, or you know, or how can I work with them? You know, that kind of thing. Well, if everyone's working from into shape under you and being trained by you, Mags, with that ethos, it's a fantastic base yeah, that you're giving. So. It, it your... takes time, doesn't it? You know, it takes time. And over the years and along the way, everyone will account to bad eggs and that. And touch wood, we've rarely ever um, had that. I mean, I know I've seen other gyms suffer with uh, things like that. But on the whole, we touch wood, like I say, do really really well and i think it's because um i have people working with us for us whatever way you want to look at it that have been with us for years and years and years and years and some of them only left because they've left the area otherwise they'd still be with us and that's because we do work with our trainers rather than just see them as a staff member or you know and we, we'd like everybody to be happy gym members gyms people who are working on the gym floor if everyone's happy, everything's cool. Everything's cool. Everyone's happy. Brilliant. Everyone's making money. Gym members are looked after. That's that's what we want. But it takes a lot of years to get to that. It takes a lot of. That's what one thing with having three that have opened one after the other. You, we've made most of the mistakes. <laughs> I'm sure there's more to make. And then there's a pandemic that we never even knew of. So. Um, a lot of the mistakes we've already made to get to this point, we've been a long time at it. So, but yeah, there is the, I think there will be the work there when we come out of this for them that want it. And I think that's how, I think that's how you look at it as well. If we just sit here going, it's killing our industry and there'll be no left of this for us and all that, you, you know, you're going to get that back. It's going to bounce back at you. Well, you've already lost, haven't you? Yeah. So we've got, a, we've got to think differently, haven't we? We have to think differently. Yeah, if you accept defeat, 100%. Yeah. But the, the um, thing we've got to do is get gym members back in gyms, get people back in gyms, get people back into being gym members. One, to keep the gyms going, and two, to keep the work for the PTs there. So it's a bit of a joint effort at start. So even personal trainers out there, um, obviously I'm champion independent gyms. So it's there's personal trainers out there in, in who do work for independent gyms or work in them when they're open, or wanting to um, do anything in your power that assists independent gyms to get their members in because it's in personal trainers' interest that them gym floors are busy. So while yeah. the floors are not working, if they're only doing bits of PT work outside of the gyms, I don't know if, how much they're doing of that, in their back of their mind, they should be thinking, how do I help my independent gym that I work with get members in feeling comfortable? That's what they should be thinking yeah. of before their own work, really, because that's where their own work comes from. So it's like a big circle that we all, the, the common denominator for the gym owner, the PTs, etc., is the members being on the gym floor. And hopefully everyone feeling okay to come back to the gym. Definitely. And just um, touching and expanding on that with the, uh getting people back, as you say. So, again, for the listeners and anybody of interest with this, 
if we can move on towards um, what you do is sort of a sideline, Max, with uh, hosting bodybuilding shows and how you feel that is going to go with getting competitors back. So if you want to lead by uh, telling the listeners what show that you actually do and how long you've run it for, etc. Uh, yeah, our the show that we run uh, is the Mr. Pennan Bodybuilding Show. Um, we were into us, you might know better than me, Alice. Were we six years in? Six years in? You've done it, haven't you? What year did you, year did you do it? Um, How long ago is it since you did it? I think, I think six. I think it's six. Six years I since I did it. Yeah, yeah, I think it's six. And I think we we're going to do the sevens when it got stopped. I can't remember. Isn't that bad? Um, so, yeah, so we run that. It's, it is a local show, however, it's for across the Pennine. So it really is for anyone to um, enter. It's a qualifier. So whoever qualifies from that show does have a, a Britain final to go to if they wish to do so. Um, it's a lovely little show that we run for anyone who knows anything about bodybuilding shows or interested in them. We have, in my eyes, the best theatre in the um, Hippodrome Theatre in Colne. Obviously, that's no credit to us. That's all credit to them. Uh, a beautiful theatre that's immaculately looked after. So we have an incredible stage with incredible lighting. And I think for a lot of um, bodybuilding qualifier shows out there, I think everyone under and bodybuilders understand the importance of your stage and your lighting. There's many bodybuilders out there that have done shows and, and have felt, you know, really let down with the staging and what have you. So we are very fortunate that we have the gorgeous Hippodrome to do that in. Um, and yeah, so we was due to obviously run it last April um, and that got stopped with lockdown. We were due to run it this day, this April, but we've had to pull the plug on that one as well. I think that at the beginning of last year, the beginning of holding out, hoping these early shows were running, I never w had a question in my mind that they, it'd be not going ahead. I knew it wouldn't. Um, so a lot of the promo for the Penang didn't go ahead um, for the very reason that I, you can't expect people to compete with gyms clause. I think we all knew we were going to go into another lockdown at the beginning of the year. Um, so it's been a terrible year for bodybuilding shows, really. And it's a bit of a, it's a tough situation as well for shows and competitors because um, show promoters, owners, organisers, whatever you want to call them, can't put on a show without selling out tickets because of the cost of the venues, the hire of DJs, the hire of backstage staff, trophies, etc., etc. So ticket sales are imperative to any show promoter and without them, the show can't go ahead. Obviously, venues aren't allowed to open. So this year, my show is pretty much up in the air. It definitely won't be running in April. Whether it'll go ahead at the end of the year, uh, still up in the air at the minute. I can't really say. So what's your, what's your thoughts then based on um, you saying, obviously, shows not being able to go ahead without yeah. selling tickets? Uh, what's your opinion on the shows that did go ahead at the end of last year and didn't have a crowd? They were sold online. They were made somehow. There's two things with that. They're like some shows will have um, done streaming, so they'll have paid for it by their streaming. And another thing is some big, big, big federations out there will have just run at a loss because they have to. They've got to keep going. It's their mm -hmm. thing. So they'll have had to just run at a loss. 
You know, if it's there, yeah. you know, big, and what, big uh, federations, I don't want to go into naming them or anything, but big federations, um, is it, that's their gig. That's what they do. It's not like me, I just run this show and that's that's it. They, that's their whole thing they do throughout the year. Um, so I don't know the ins and outs of what they'll have done costings-wise, but I'm, I'm sure, like I put, would do in their shoes, I'd have to run it at a loss just to keep it going and then hopefully recoup the year after. Um, I, all power to him for running them. That's, yeah, that's, you know. And um, what if the IBFA came to you in, um, you know, later in the year, talked to you about running a show and offered you online streaming? Would you do that or would you uh, only do it if you could bring... Uh, Burnley, Colm, you know, the, the Pendle area back together again and have the crowd um, there? Well, to be honest, the crowd comes from all over. The crowd follows the competitors, yeah. you see. So if we have competitors, which we do a lot from Liverpool and uh, Manchester and further afield, so the crowd comes from all over. Uh, I, I, I'm, I listen to everything. I listen to any deal, any offer, um, anywhere around doing stuff. I always, always listen to it. If it's viable, yes. Do you know something though, Evan? The biggest fear I have with streaming with bodybuilding shows, once we start it, we'll lose the crowds. And that's unfair on competitors. You know, like if, if it shows more profitable for federations to run all the shows via streaming, they will stop, they could potentially stop the hassle of having to have venues full of people. And it'll be cheaper. Yeah. And so the fear for me is, same with anything, you know, like um, we're, we're online training for trainers. The, the fear for personal trainers that uh, face-to-face personal trainers is, God, everyone's going to go online. The same as with bodybuilding shows, the fear there could be them staying as streaming things, you know. And then that's a shame for the bodybuilders themselves because they lose the, the competitors will lose the uh, atmosphere of competing in front of a crowd. So, I don't know. I don't, I'll I think, I think a lot of independent gym owners and businesses, personal trainers, basically a lot of the general population at some part of this year or last year would have had a massive epiphany based on their business and where they want mm. to go in yeah. the future. Yeah, I think, I think you're right, yeah. I mean, um, we had forecast and... Uh, not necessarily gym members, but, but just it's been put to me and asked to me in, in various meetings or um, talks or podcasts I've done that um, would we have ever, or are we looking at taking into shape online through this whole pandemic? And we made a conscious decision not to take training online. We're, we're, we're gyms, we're in-house gym experience yeah. do you know what i mean yeah. and i want folks to come back into the gym I, I want them to have that gym experience we've because we've been at it so long as well and the 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 guys and the girls that come in they they need their gym they want their gym open you know and i want that's what we do we're bricks and mortar gyms we're not yeah. we're not an online streaming fitness training service so we made a conscious effort to um, the gyms obviously got shut. Um, the kit stayed on site. Nothing got removed or leased or loaned or whatever. The kit stays on site. Um, we try and buy new stuff. We work on the buildings. We work on things while we're closed. 
and then it's all there, bang, right, ready, boom. The minute we're allowed to open them doors, everyone can come. So, yeah, it, the online thing was never a thing really for us. I think that's a massive sign uh, of a gym owner that takes pride yeah. within their members. That you're not going to charge cheaper for an online service no. when you, you offer what you offer at such a high-quality standard. Yeah. That, um, yeah. You know, don't drop your level no, of service. Exactly. And it's what this is a service we're good at as well. So some people that have tried to pivot the work and change it um, – I know we've been told we all had to upskill or change skills, didn't they? But when you set out to be a personal trainer, you didn't set out to be an online personal trainer. So people are trying to change that other people's job descriptions, and it's not fair. So we, you know, a lot of our trainers have spent a lot of time getting good on gym floors. So doing it online wasn't what they ever wanted to do. It's completely different, and we do pride selling the gyms and home workouts are great but you know yourself does it does it come anywhere close to your gym workout it doesn't does it it doesn't exactly nowhere near you know? and it's so much harder to motivate yourself exactly. as well and then um like i said it's it's that experience of going to the gym it's not just the workout it's the all experience of going to the gym 100 percent so um, two final questions yep. for you then, back to uh, the sort of bodybuilding yep. style. So any anybody looking to compete for the first time, Pennine will be a fantastic location, especially if they're obviously local to the show. They don't have to be, but chances are they know yep. more people. Um, so from a judge's eye, like, what would a judge be looking at at a competitor towards doing well or winning their category? Well... That's a tough one, dependent on uh, standard and class they're entering. Because like you say, when you're looking at, there's a lot of first-timers out there. To them, I'd say, um, don't overthink. Don't overthink being a first-timer. Don't overthink it. Sometimes people overthink what category the crunch should do when they're first competing. What What they should do is get the best advice from wherever they're getting their advice from. Go to the gym. Work out. Train hard, get your nutrition sorted, get in shape, then decide your class. Rather than panic, 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 you can change the class you want to go in on the day of the show. It doesn't matter. So rather than panic, panic, panic of what class should I be doing, get as good as you can get and do the class that fits you then. So that's for beginners, what I'd say. Then from the judges, obviously, uh, you know yourself, they're going to look at overall symmetry. It's a bodybuilding show, so size will come into it. Uh, it's the condition. Then it's then you drop down into things like tan, uh, performance on stage. So your eight compulsory pauses, your 60-second routine. So it's a bit of a combination. And another thing I, I see a lot of, which always surprises me, <clears throat> excuse me, which I think is what they should do, is especially for first-timers, I see a lot of first-timers come, and they've come and done the penan. And the Penal is also the first show they've ever been to. So they're doing a show without ever going to a bodybuilding show. So my advice is to yeah. lots of people out there before they do it, go and watch a couple of shows. Because I literally have many, many people come and they've never done a bodybuilding show. So they're turning up to compete without ever watching it, which I find quite odd. But So I would say get if once we can all start uh, putting on our shows again, 
if bodybuilding is something you're interested in, one of two reasons. One, if you're interested in yourself, it'll give you an idea of what you're looking at and what occurs on the day. And two, support your bodybuilding shows because without supporting bodybuilding shows, they will dwindle. Yeah. Absolutely. And then one thing that I seem to find as well when you're talking about um, seeing a few things as uh, quite funny or strange is I, I find some people work more on their posing routine that doesn't yeah. really get judged more on their compulsory oh, absolutely. poses. It's one of the things I hear a lot as well that people are going, they're panicking more than anything. Are going, it's the routine. I'm, they're panicking 16 weeks out about this routine that they've got to do. And I say to them, honestly, yeah. the, the biggest thing is when people walk out, the judges don't know you from Adam and they're going to look at you and look down and start judging. So they're like, you know, they've got, yeah. they're going to see you for the first time then. Then, then your compulsory pauses, you're judged then. Your routine is so far down the pecking order of what you're going to get judged on. Uh, so I always say to everyone, go out and do enjoy yourself for 60 seconds. Wave at your mum. Yeah. <laughs> You're already joking, yeah. usually. Jeez, then... yeah, don't hold me to that. <laughs> go out and wave at <laughs> So finally then, because you touched on judges, uh, for any seasoned competitors or anybody who's not even interested in competing, how, what would be the criteria uh, to get into judging? Um, I don't actually judge Evan to be... Uh, the show because it's our show. We, me and Wayne, we yeah. don't judge. Um, they would have to uh, to get into judging. They'd have to contact federations. They are all have their own uh, ways and means of getting into judging for that federation. So I would be speaking completely out of my scope of practice if I were to say that. Because, um, like I say, each federation has their own judges and their own criteria to get into judging for them. So I wouldn't have a clue to be yeah. honest. Contact the federation. Right. Yeah, so well, so the answer contact would the be contact. Uh, and any federation that, if you want to talk yeah. about individual things for each show or for each category in each show, what they're looking for, uh, most reputable shows will have a, a website attached to them or a Facebook page or something that you can go on and have a look and see what uh, criteria is for each class as well. So to what you will be judged on. And I don't. And, email them facebookers they can do you can we answer everything you know and any show that anyone's interested in um contact the promoters i've yet to come across a shitty promoter but i'm sure there is some but i've yet to come across one they all seem more than nice to you can message them and they'll answer anything so yeah that's probably the best way but i'd be speaking turn about the judging to be honest for different versions no that that's absolutely fine and i think Leaving it there, Mags, uh, I just wanted to say thank you very much for sharing your time and experience mm -hmm. with us. And uh, for the listeners, after hearing this, get yourself down to one of the interstate gyms, have a look at it, like visualise what it would look like and go down and see it. Uh, and then try and introduce yourself to Mags and tell her where you heard about her. And uh, if she is available, maybe book in for some services or... Uh, Maybe a transformation Absolutely. of your own. Absolutely. Tell them to mention your podcast when they come in. We'll look after them. Not a problem. Anyone could come in. They absolutely will, I'm sure. No one has to commit to memberships. We are, we're a page-of-trained gym. We're a membership gym. You can do a weekly pass, and you can use all three gyms on that weekly pass. So we don't hard sell. Everyone, come in, enjoy a workout. It's a nice, easy atmosphere. There's no, there's no pressure. But, yeah, anyone's welcome. And everyone out there, 
feel comfortable to go back to your gym, whichever gym you use, feel comfortable to walk back through them doors. We're waiting for you. That's all gyms, not just me. All Fantastic, Max. <laughs> all those independent gyms. We're ready. <laughs> we're ready. We want to be open as much as they want us open. And when that time comes, we'll be ready. So every, anyone listening, don't worry about feeling confident to walk through a gym door. Do it for yourself. You'll be fine. Appreciate the advice. Thank you, Thank you Max. It out there for everyone, Evan, doing this and getting it out. Enjoy the rest of same your day. Same to you. Same to you. I'll speak to you soon. Thank <laughs> See you. you. Later.